Hydroxyurea is a standard drug for the treatment of sickle cell anemia, but in Nigeria, the country with the highest incidence of the disease, no one is prescribing it. A study based on data from over a thousand patients, plus prospective interviews with patients and haematologists, showed that usage of the drug was essentially zero. And it also highlighted some of the reasons for this, which included toxicity concerns, patient compliance and affordability. According to presenting author Zachary Aliu of Howard University in Washington, D.C., these data could have major implications for public health in general, as well as the treatment of sickle cell anemia in Africa. I began by asking him about what the Nigerian doctors said in this study. The haematologists all know about the drug. They're specialists, so they know that hydroxyurea is available and it's approved in the United States and the many other centers in the world are using it. But in Nigeria, they were universally uncomfortable about using the drug for reasons including the, the most important is the toxicity. The drug is not it's a double-edged sword. It's quite effective, but it's also toxic. And in an environment where monitoring patients in terms of every two weeks or at maximum every four weeks patients have to come in to get their blood work checks, uh, where logistics, transportation, communication is hard, it's very hard to actually send someone to the village if you cannot guarantee follow-up. So they were quite uncomfortable. And then looking at the patients as well, was the problem there that they were not aware of it or were there other problems too? So as I said, of the about 251 or so patients that we've interviewed, only five patients have actually ever heard of the drug. And of the five, two of such patients have family members, they were physicians, direct family members. And then three of them were also very people in the upper socioeconomic class who had traveled internationally for consultation and were informed or prescribed the drug. So if you take out the remaining 98%, they have never even heard of the drug. So what is the problem here then? What, why is it then that the doctors who know about it are, are just not saying to their patients that they should use it? I mean, you mentioned the toxicity there, for example. Is that it? Is there anything else going on here? So as I call it, this is a major lesson in public health. If a drug exists available, relatively cheap, but it's not utilized due to concerns of toxicity, that means it is the responsibility of the global medical community as well as Nigeria to ensure that these toxicity concerns are taken care of and patients are not denied that. But there are other things, as I said, beyond toxicity patients will have to be coming back and forth to the hospitals. That's cost implications obviously and we have to ensure the drug is also readily available, i.e. it should be manufactured locally or imported adequately like any other drug. And then the issue of pregnancy and contraception because we generally hydroxyurea has toxicity on the developing fetus in animal models not the clinical experience in all patients that became pregnant on the while taking the drug so far has been great no complication but we're still obliged to go by the labeling so people are uncomfortable taking a drug that is uh, will lead to toxicity you, you're talking there about you know raising awareness and so on and, and trying to educate people about exactly what the real benefits of this drug are, but um, could there also be space for another clinical trial which is relevant to this part of the world? This is the key. I think there's absolutely a re this is the, the time is past, actually. It's past time. We need to either relaunch another clinical trial this, or just a mini safety and efficacy, which is essentially a clinical trial in that part of the world, so that we, can, we should demonstrate to ourselves, to the physicians there and to the patients that this drug can work in that environment. All we have to do is to adjust the parameters according to the local environment. Remember, insulin used in diabetes is also risky, but people are taking insulin even in the villages. We are giving patients HIV medications, 
that also have complications, but people are taking it. We're giving, treating patients with cancer drugs. People are taking it. I think all we need to do is to introduce the drug in that environment, monitor the peculiarities, and support the patients, the doctors, and the healthcare system to introduce the drug. So finally, do you think there is a broader message here regarding global public health and, and regarding trying to make findings specific and relevant to different parts of the world? Absolutely. On one end, this study I think highlights at least a few issues. Number one is just because a drug is shown to be important or efficacious in one part of the world does not mean it will be used in other parts of the world. So despite the digital revolution and the uh, advancement in medicine, there's a part of the world, especially sub-Saharan Africa, that's just suffering in silence. So I think it's just an important lesson in public health that we need to focus on attention to include African healthcare centers when we do design clinical trials. Zachary Aliou of Howard University in Washington, D.C. For the Audio Journal of Global Health Issues, I'm Derek Thorne.